Hey, welcome to the Play, Move, Improve podcast. You're listening to Robin Papworth. I'm a mum of three little ones, an exercise physiologist, developmental educator and early learning speaker. I'll be empowering you to set up engaging play activities to improve children's development, health and learning outcomes. Thank you for listening. Today, I received an email from a PE teacher in Queensland. He was explaining that they're finding it difficult with their class. They've got a prep class and the class is really disruptive, not engaged, not able to even do the fundamental movement skills of throwing, catching, jumping, hopping. And this overwhelmed teacher from Queensland just reached out to me because they just didn't know what to do. And I just wanted to let you know what goes on inside my head before I start to try and help a teacher and the questions that I ask and giving you that idea of the initial phase of how I help teachers. The questions that I ask I want you to think about because it's these questions that start the brainstorming process of how we can improve our programs. PE teachers have this really hard job, I believe, at the moment because they're working with a generation of children who some of them spend more time watching TV or playing video games than what they would walking to their letterbox and back or taking their dog for a walk. You know, when we were kids, we were given those duties of take the dog for a walk or go and throw your basketball outside or go and play in the backyard. We were getting this incidental activity where we naturally practiced our fundamental movement skills because we threw a tennis ball against a brick wall for hours or we jumped up and down our front steps in the front yard. Where we've got these kids that are in PE curriculum but just unable to do the basics. The data that we have in some pockets in Australia are children are starting school developmentally at the age of three. So the first question that I asked this PE teacher was, have you done a fundamental motor skills assessment? They said, yes. And I said, and what is the data showing? And they said that a large percentage of the children are unable to jump, hop, throw, catch. They're your basic fundamentals. I said, so what age is your curriculum set at for your school? Some schools have adapted their curriculum, but some schools have kept the standard curriculum. And she said, From what I see, the curriculum from the school is set at between the ages of five and six. So I said, okay, so we've got possibly children who are three, maybe four developmentally, but hitting a curriculum aged five to six. What they do and and what I, you know, children do across the board is they don't want to fail. They don't want to participate in curriculum that's too hard for them. You know, we're similar. If I was to go to a yoga or Pilates class that was challenging, I'd either hide in the back and shut down or what kids do sometimes is they act out. They'd be silly because if they're distracted and being silly, then they don't have to look like they're not doing it properly. They don't have to feel this sense of failure. What I saw even just the other day was my son was playing footy with his friend and you know, my, my son, if you followed me long enough, you'd, you'd know that we've really worked on his motor skills. And for footy, he's, he's pretty good. He can kick a ball straight to back and forth from us. His friend wasn't able to. His friend hadn't played footy as much as, as we had. And it took maybe two kicks of his friend trying to kick it back to Hugh before his friend started getting silly. His friend would deliberately kick it into the air. He'd turn around and kick it towards the trees. He'd kick it towards cars because he didn't want to be showed up by another kid. He didn't want to feel failure or to feel less competent than another kid. So if I'm silly and if I'm not 
following the rules of the game, well, then I can't be caught out on my ability. Nothing right or wrong about that. It's just that's what children do to adapt. It's, you know, I see it all the time in classrooms where the curriculum of literacy or numeracy is way above the children's level and they'll play up, they'll distract the child next to them, they'll do anything they really can to avoid the task. So when the PE teacher said that the curriculum was, yeah, typically at a five-year-old level, and when we were looking at her fundamental movement skill results, they were typically at three to four-year-old level, then we started to look at, well, what's the problem here? The problem isn't the children's behaviour. The problem isn't the number of students in the class or the environment. The problem is the curriculum doesn't match the abilities of the children. So we had we worked for a few hours on modifying that. So we had the five-year-old curriculum that was our goal. That would be fantastic to get to that. But we had to give them something developmentally lower than where they were at than to match where they're at. So the teacher will be doing that over the next few weeks and I'll definitely give you our feedback. I've also helped another agency where they run sports clinics for kids and we were having these two and three-year-olds, you know, they were trying to get involved because their big brothers and sisters were getting involved, but they were actually disengaging the class. They were distracting the class more than being involved in the class. And again, we had to look at where are they developmentally at? If we want them to be included in the program, then we need to adapt the program, not adapt the child. So when we're working with any children that is at is below the level of where they where you need them to be, try not to blame the child. The child came in at the developmental level that they're at. So instead of looking at the behaviour, come back to looking at the curriculum. Come back to looking at where is the program at, where is the child at, and how can we be creative to meet at the child's level. The goal would be as soon as we meet at the child's level, we're going to provide as much opportunity to learn and to practice and to make mistakes so then we can build them up to that goal level, hopefully as soon as possible. My goal from what I was talking with the teacher about today was, well, let's get them by the end of the year to five-year-old level. You're probably thinking, oh my gosh, it's March, is it going to take that long? Well, if they're two years behind and you can catch them up two years ahead in one year, then you're doing a really amazing job. It's those little wins that we feel aren't you know, up to our expectations, but it's, it's actually pretty massive to be able to take the class up to speed in one year is a fantastic achievement. So what I really give for teachers to do today is to look at where your children are at, assess them with the fundamental skills. There's this motor skills assessment on my website, playmoveimprove.com.au. Have a look at that motor skills assessment. Assess where your kids are at. Look at the fundamental movement skills that are in your current curriculum or look at the literacy skills that are in your current curriculum and it's just matching it to the child. The goal would then be to catch them up, but the behaviour will make more sense once we see that there's a gap where they're at isn't where the curriculum is at and we need to adjust that to make it appropriate. Any questions or any experiences that you may be having, come and say hello on Facebook at Play, Move, Improve or Instagram at Robin Papworth. Always love to have these discussions, always love to share ideas where I can and I look forward to speaking to you soon. You have been listening to Robin Papworth, exercise physiologist, developmental educator, speaker, author, mum of three from Play, Move, Improve. If you have enjoyed our content, please leave a review on iTunes, Spotify or on our website, playmoveimprove.com.au. Have a great day.